0: I created Arnold about 10 years ago when I was working on Pee-wee's Playhouse. I made three little uh, short films starring Arnold, and he never says a word. He hears things in daydreams, images. He started as a, a clay character, and he was flat, and I was shooting him on glass. And, and I made that football shape for his head, and that was fine. But then when I was going to draw him in a cartoon, I had to be able to turn him around and
1: see what he looked like from the side. And it was a lot more complicated. And we had to draw and draw and draw until we got what we
0: wanted. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. All the kids say Nick, 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 Oh, yeah. I thought
2: it was just the little tagline.
0: Oh, no, dude, there were like...
2: Nickelodeon.
0: There were like dozens of different songs over the years. Oh, yeah, all the barbershop. I just remember the like... Oh, the
2: barbershop Nick is kids at the end, which is
1: basically just tricks are for kids. Do you guys remember Stick Stickly?
0: I, I do you mean stick stickly uh peel box 163
1: a popsicle stick with yep. googly eyes who was their, it was their spokesperson for years yeah
0: between between Spoke that, stick. between that and face on Nick jr oh face I remember face
2: <laughs> I remember face on Nick jr do you do you remember because that was on so this is this is an episode that falls into that weird thing of where I wasn't allowed to watch TV Mm-hmm. Um, which my mother listens to our podcast and I was asked to clarify. <laughs> it's not like I, which is true. It's not like I like would like secretly watch TV or like get punished for it. It was just, it wasn't a thing we did in my house. Like yeah. we didn't come home and watch cartoons. Like it just oh, wasn't wow. what we did. So most of the things I've seen were things that I saw either at someone else's house or in the mornings, when I was at someone's house before we got on the bus. So, like, I'm very familiar with Nick Jr. because that was on in the morning. Oh, yeah. But it just, I would either have after-school programs or, like, it just wasn't a thing I came home and did. It wasn't like... Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It wasn't like I was being beaten for watching cartoons. We just didn't watch them. My parents (laughs) gave me such a hard time but uh, like, cartoons. I led a very rich fantasy life as a child. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Um, And cartoons were just the ultimate for me. And at that point in time, Nickelodeon just had the best oh, yeah. cartoons
0: Absolutely. on TV, period. Uh let's 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 introduce you real cool. quick. Um our guest today is uh wait
2: do you want to introduce our show? Do you know the name oh. of it? I know that's often very difficult for you. Yeah,
0: you know it's it's uh, as as you heard in our little uh Where have we been uh update, which we're gonna record later. Um
2: No, which we definitely already recorded. Yeah <laughs> y-
0: yes. Um this is, I think you'd be into it, the uh, podcast about your problematic faves. We're back from our sort of impromptu summer slash we're getting married break. Um, I'm your host, Brandon Beck.
2: I am Beth Scorzato. Yeah. Still Beth Scorzato.
0: Yep, still still Beth Scorzato. You can ask
2: Brandon's mom how she feels about that. <laughs>
0: yep, not going not to change. Uh, and uh, our guest today is um, a hilarious uh, writer and performer, uh, Jess Sams. hello. 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 How's it going?
1: It's going so great.
0: Um, She is like decked out in more Hey Arnold regalia than I knew existed. I, don't
2: worry. There's going to be a photo on the podcast. I am a in po- it. To win. Mm. No. Photo I'm on the Instagram?
0: It's photo somewhere. I yeah, know how,
2: yeah. Let's do it. Let's I, there be will crazy. be. But the point is I definitely know how internet works. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, we're here to talk about Hey Arnold. Yeah. I'm all about living that life. Um, And as and thank you, by the way, for these posters. Um, You can't see it, but Brandon and Beth got me the Have You Seen This Person – a whole setup of posters that Nickelodeon put out to advertise for the Jungle movie leading up to this year's Comic-Con. Yeah. And I f- I if you were in LA, they were all over the place. Oh, I don't know if they were anywhere major else. Major cities. Like all, like but. Nickelodeon is really doing a good job of advertising for this movie, which okay. is exciting.
0: I found so. them on a like a circuit breaker outside of a bar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're I found everywhere. them
2: in bathrooms. I found them in a lot of bar bathrooms. Oh my God. Weird. I love it. So
0: Well, this one, it- this revival is clearly not for children.
1: Well it's, well, it's to reintroduce... It's for the fans. Like, Craig Bartlett, who's the creator, has said that this movie is... It's going to be very meta in how much it is for the fans. Sure. But also, he's indirectly hinted at the fact that this might be a jumping off point for additional episodes, maybe sure. even a full season order. All right. Um, he's. I want to stress that he has not heavily hinted at that. He's just said, eh, anything's possible. Like, sure. That's where it ends. Nice. So... Because you guys were so nice and you got me these posters, I wanted to show you guys my appreciation. You guys now have Hey Arnold shirts like the one
0: I'm wearing. So that's super nice. Thank you. Yeah,
1: thank you. We'll have to put all of them on for the photo. Oh, it's gonna be great.
0: I think I recognize like a third of these characters. Yeah, or or know their names at least.
1: Yeah, and you can tell just by the silhouette. Yeah, the characters are iconic.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's that Matt Groening thing of. You should be able to recognize mm-hmm. a cartoon character in silhouette. Even in a silhouette. And, like those are all very strong silhouettes.
1: You know that um Craig Bartlett is married to Lisa Greening
0: Really? hmm Oh wow. That's like a powerhouse yep. family though. Oh yeah. Jeez.
1: It's it's like animation
0: royalty. Oh wow. Well <laughs> and I heard that Matt Groening is getting married to Jonan Vasquez.
1: <laughs> what no? That
0: would be that would be like I, I'm not into celebrity sex tapes, but I would watch the Matt Groening, Yonan Vasquez uh, sex oh, tape. Oh,
1: my God. If Yonan Vasquez... No. That's a joke. I haven't heard this anywhere. That, that I is... Loved, I love Yonan Vasquez as well, so... I,
0: I wish we lived in that world, but yeah, that, that, was in fact a, that was in fact a joke. Oh,
1: that would be hilarious. Um, well, you never know, you know. That's
0: true. I, th- You know, I think I would have heard about that on the Simpsons podcast I yeah. work on by now if it was happening. Yeah.
1: I think... I don't know. I, I think... Joan and Vasquez, I don't, I don't know. He's he's very good friends with this other artist named Jenny Jared Goldberg. Okay, um, and they've never said they're dating, but ah. who knows? She's great. You should check out her work. Ooh, yeah. Um, right. Anyway, but this is not about Joan and Vasquez. This no. is about Hey
0: Arnold. Uh, so um, before we get started in the Hey Arnold, um, since we've been gone for so long, I think we were all gonna do a round of what we're into this week. Ooh, yes. Um, Beth, if you want to get started, or I can get started first. I'm gonna I don't
2: I'm gonna get started and I'm gonna do it. I don't care.
0: Do it. Okay.
2: I'm gonna um, do it. All right. I'm into the greatest text I've ever received.
0: Oh yes. Oh, what happened? Okay.
2: Okay, so the Defenders premiered this week, which I'm very, very excited about because it stars many of my faves, uh, including my trash husband Danny Rand. I don't care that his <laughs> show is terrible. He's still my trash husband. That's funny. Um and my mother has watched many of the uh, Marvel shows on TV and movies and stuff, and she's very into them, but she's not great with names. And she sent me this text, and it might be the greatest text I've ever received, and I screen capped it, and I would like to greet it all for you.
0: I'm going to put some like sweeping music under this, too, while you read it. Mm-hmm.
2: I just started the Defenders series. <laughs> Worth it? Should I have watched the Nicolas Cage series first? <laughs> I did watch Jessica Jones, and I remember the blind guy, but I don't know why. No clue who the Goldfist guy is. Don't worry, Mom, no one knows who the Goldfist guy is. <laughs> it, it just keeps heightening. It's and it's cuz it's, it's and it's it's so earnest is why I I was very excited about it yeah. as my lead into that. I'm so pumped. and I'm watching the defenders. It was like a really great t- way to like lead me into this thing. I was going to do anyway with this, like very, very like earnest, but so incredibly inaccurate text. Oh <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And like,
0: we'll, we'll get, we'll get but a point lot of, is,
2: I'm really excited about the defenders. <laughs>
0: we, we get, we get a lot of very earnest, adorable questions like that from her mom. When, oh. when we're, when we're watching superhero things, like after we saw the first guardians of the galaxy at the, at, we saw I was it at, on
2: the street. And yeah, you were dying, laughing. We
0: we saw it at about the same time that uh-huh. she did
2: because we were still on the East Coast at the
0: time. And she t- uh, texted us.
2: No, what? I was on the phone. Oh, you were
0: on the phone, right? And she was like, "What's the deal with the duck?"
2: <gasps> and she was uh-huh. really obsessed with trying to figure out what's going on with the duck because. So she asked me about it like three times, and finally he lost it because I kept going. The duck is not
1: important. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a dear sweet woman. I know,
2: right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Jess, do you have anything?
1: Um, I mean, I'm just kind of obsessed with this solar eclipse. I know that's a, a cop-out answer, but I... Oh, yes. We're recording
2: that today. Today was the solar eclipse. So yeah. This is a fun little way to date this episode, guys. Yeah. This... Uh, which, fun fact, I legit did not realize it was today until after it had already happened and I saw people tweeting about it. I just thought it was cloudy this morning. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, it's real dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just totally. it.
0: Yeah, I, s- I slept through it. Because I didn't have glasses. Well,
2: when we were down there, we were like, why are there so many people here? And the the guy at the thing, he was like, oh, they just all came down from the observatory because we live near the Griffith Observatory. Oh. And he was like, oh, they all just came down from the observatory. They were watching the eclipse. I oh. have this theory that
1: half of L.A. is going to wake up tomorrow just completely blind for the oh, rest yeah. of their lives. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And is they're it, all going to be producers' it's assistants.
2: Delay. It's a delay. Uh, you yeah. don't go blind while looking at it. You go blind hours After. later because it takes that long for the cells in your eyes After. to realize what happened.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, and it's like... I
2: learned that from the show I'm working on right now. That's crazy
1: to me that you can just... Because I, I imagine this happened en masse for the other total eclipses yeah. of the sun. And I, I just imagine all of these medieval people just gazing at it thinking that witches were casting a spell on them or something and then waking up the next morning with no sight and that just further perpetuating this belief that there's black magic in their lives
2: see but what it is here is that half of la is going to wake up with no eyesight because they thought that looking at it through their instagram counted as looking at it indirectly
0: yeah i does it does it not
2: I mean, if you're holding it up and you're still looking at
1: it. Oh, yeah. You you don't even have to be looking directly at it. Apparently, you can be looking in the general direction, and it will still be damaging yeah. to your eyes.
0: Ooh. Yeah. That's what I'm
2: saying. If you're still holding your phone up and looking at your phone to look at it, you're still... Okay. Because I, I know
0: some people that like put their phones on selfie mode and turned around.
2: Whoa. Whoop. That I don't know.
0: I also love... I am love, not a
2: science.
1: Also love <laughs> that Bonnie Tyler sang Total Eclipse of the Sun during the Solar Eclipse. I heard about that. I I'm a I just love that. I that's think that amazing. that's amazing.
0: That is really really good. <laughs> that is some
2: great hippie shit. Oh
1: yeah. No, I love I love space and outer space. Anything. So the eclipse yeah. was
0: a a treat yeah. for me. You're I, a real Neil de Jazz Tyson.
1: <gasps> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna carry that with me for the rest of my the, life. The look
0: on your face was so earnest when you processed that. You're like, ooh. I was very that pleased. Was Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, um, what about you? So mine. Um, Y'all probably should have seen this coming. My-
2: <laughs> I see this coming. It's coming.
1: Straight I don't at see me. it
0: coming. Let's, let's. Um, mine is uh the greatest band in the world. Fish just finished a thirteen-night uh, residency at Madison Square Garden. That was called the Baker's Dozen. That was the most. That's like- right. You love Fish. I do. I'm. I'm actually right now it's sitting right in front in of, the front fish wall, of yeah. five oh Fish posters. Which
2: okay, to its credit. I mean you can finish the premise. To its credit, it is impressive. Yeah. But I've also been hearing about it for like a month and a half. <laughs> for
0: longer. Yeah. Probably since they announced it in like March. Yeah. Um so they sort of in lieu of a summer tour this year, mm-hmm. they just did this residency that they're calling that they called the Baker's Dozen. Mm-hmm. They've talked about doing since like the nineties. Wow. It was just thirteen shows at Madison Square Garden and each night, uh, they gave out donuts before the show. And the flavor of the donut inspired the set list so like the first oh. night was coconut so they opened with shake your coconuts by junior senior oh. and then closed with an acapella version of lime in the coconut and they did that for every night mm-hmm. and on top of that yeah
2: this is impressive over 13
0: part. shows they didn't repeat a single song
2: Wow. That's the impressive part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the the theming to the donuts is cool and kitschy and whatever. But
1: Fish is a jam band,
2: right? Yes. Yeah, so they really could have just played 13 songs, and it would have still been... Okay, 26 songs, because
0: there are two sets in every show.
2: Okay, so they could have... (laughs) Yeah, it still would have been all the time if they just played 26. Um, But no, they didn't repeat a single song, which is impressive.
0: Yeah, I I know. I heard
2: someone on... I want to say, like, the alt station here was talking about it. And was like, yo, can you imagine doing that 13 show? I didn't come in. I came into the end of the conversation. That might might have been this. They're like, can you imagine doing that? They're like, I mean, like, I don't want to play 13 shows, like, with a set list, like, playing the same thing. He's like, that just sounds exhausting. But can you imagine doing that without having to repeat?
0: That was, um, that was actually Metallica. There, there's video of, like, like, raw rehearsal footage of Metallica. Well,
2: I heard they then played Mm -hmm. the audio on the radio. That's where I heard it. Of, uh,
0: them just discussing this, um... But like on top of that being an a very impressive feat that I like legitimately don't think any band that plays arenas could do mm-hmm. um the shows were also legit as fuck like they got more settled in than I've ever heard them in in years the like How many the... times have you seen Fish, Brandon? 58. Oh. Yeah. And the thing that baffles Dang. people the thing that baffles people is I ne- I was never high until the 48th one. <gasps> I know. What? I know. Yeah. She was drinking coffee when I said that, but, I, like...
2: I, I almost had I, a legit spit take. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, people are baffled that I enjoy <laughs> the music. But um, anyway,
2: you're welcome, listeners, that he already did the mini-sode about fish, uh-huh. so you don't have to hear a second one just about these concerts. Though,
0: but before we're done, the marquee jams, you gotta hear um, It's Ice from night four, uh, the Mike's song from the final night, or from the, I think, the from night nine, I think. Is that the, the name of the song? The Simple from the final night, um... <laughs> Strawberry letter 23. Um, There's a bunch of there's a bunch of good highlights, Um, but everyone is
1: is, going to make you so mad. I know. Yeah. For the longest time until it was just reason just way too late for me to even think this. I thought that fish was a ska band.
0: They have a couple ska songs. Well, Do they really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, you. you're, you're completely not. Out of no, the you're not.
2: And also, you're not the first person to say that because there's a the confusion between the band Fish and the band Real, Real Big, Big Fish, Fish which yes. is a ska band,
0: which are in fact. So half you're of actually the not the soundtrack. first
2: person to ever say that to me.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, no, they have two. They have two ska songs in uh, ICU and Yamar, uh, which are like Fair speed ska. ska. No. Okay. Um, okay. There's not.
2: I can't get into how wrong you are about <laughs> Ska right
0: now. <laughs> well, as we all know, Madness invented Ska. Uh, so on to the subject. We
2: have a McElroy, McElroy-esque chair pop and Daddy's <laughs>
0: um, As uh, So moving on to the topic at hand. Uh, hello, Arnold. Oh. the, uh, the Hey, the,
1: Arnold. Oye, oh, Arnold.
0: Yeah, Arnold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, arnold. <laughs>
1: that's, that's hey, Arnold oh. in Spanish. Oh.
0: Sorry. Um, yeah. Domo arigato, arnold son. There you go. Was that a racist joke I just made? I don't I think don't it might know. have been. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't um, really listening. <laughs> anyway, to so you. Uh, hey Arnold, uh, Jazz, why don't you give us your like thirty second pitch on why Hey Arnold is so great?
2: Out hey, of out of all the Nicktoons, why Yeah, hey, out of all. Oh, out of all the Nicktoons. Yeah. Well, um, out of I mean, why is this the one we're here talking about?
1: Oh, okay. So Hey Arnold was one of the first shows to really have um, character arcs that spanned, you know, kind of over the course, of the show that dealt with very adult themes, but in a in a childlike way, in a way that would appeal to kids. Mm-hmm. Sure. So Um, I remember watching it as a child and it featured, um, uh, there's this couple that live in the boarding house named Susie and Oscar and they constantly fight. They constantly talk about what a deadbeat Oscar is. They mentioned divorce on the show, which was not done back then. Which one, which ones were they? They were in the boarding house. Oscar was the, they never mentioned where he comes from, but, but he talks like this, uh, you know, like he's that guy. Um, so there's that. There is the fact that Arnold doesn't have parents. He lives in a crazy boarding house with his elderly grandparents. Yeah. And with all of these crazy characters, he has to do things like collect rent. He and gerald and the rest of the kids kind of band together and they deal with everything not turning out okay more than once in the show and i think for me as a child what really spoke to me about hey arnold was that one of the running things in the show was that sometimes things aren't okay and that's okay so it was it was heightened realism at its finest at that period in time sure. and that's why the show speaks to such an older audience even to this day like fans sure. grew up with the show um so and and rallied around it so much that they even brought it back which we'll get to later yeah um but to me that that just almost magical realism in cartoons was so new to me when I first saw it. Mm
0: -hmm. Sure.
1: And I first saw Hey Arnold, I saw the short that came before Harriet the Spy. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. So this episode, um, originally it was just called Arnold. It wasn't even Hey Arnold. So they aired this short before Harriet the Spy and after, when the movie was done with its run in theaters, people weren't really talking about Harriet the Spy because nobody really liked that movie. It was kind of panned.
0: That was in that weird, like, we all love Rosie O'Donnell phase.
1: Yeah, and it was like... I really liked that movie. It was a a big deal. It was Nickelodeon's first big theatrical movie, and it was just like their their splash onto the theatrical scene.
0: It was like when uh, MTV did Joe's Garage Mm -hmm. as their first big movie, and we all saw how that worked out. Oh my gosh,
1: yeah. I never even saw that. I know what you're talking about. But so kids at school, like, nobody was really talking about Harriet the Spy, but everyone was saying, hey, Arnold, 36 hours and blah, blah, blah minutes until you... Actually, not even... It was one day. So it was like, 24 hours, 36 minutes until you die. And that... you Every day at school, like, people just remembered that. So when oh, they yeah. finally turned it into a series, like, oh, kids were already just immediately tuned in. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, it seems like of the... It was kind of in the, like, second wave of Nicktoons I kind think of. you're because at first they had
1: um they first, had Ren and Stimpy, Ren Stimpy and, Stimpy and, and they had Rugrats, Modern Life. Rugrats is funny because Craig Bartlett actually worked on the first few episodes of oh Rugrats. Really? yeah I can um, see that yeah uh Graham Canyon I think is the one that he talks about the most like when he talks okay. about his involvement in Rugrats um and he's actually responsible for Cynthia oh the doll he like he's the reason that she's a thing huh um yeah. So they had that. And then I think they were just really gearing up to create even more because first came Hey Arnold and then they started kind of snatching up other properties. But Hey Arnold, yeah. even though it's a second wave, like I still consider it a flagship Nicktoon. Oh, totally.
0: And, yeah. and it, w- it was the <clears throat> first one that was kind of about kids.
1: It was about kids. Like,
0: Rugrats was about very small kids. Yes. So it was still sort of a, a level of abstracted away from mm-hmm. where the audience Rugrats was. Rugrats was just
1: cartoon, look who's talking. Like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly. But
1: Rugrats, like, especially in the early episodes, still had that really quick deadpan humor. Yeah. Like, especially with Tommy. I mean, um, the dad on that
2: show is my favorite, just sad man oh, on Stu. TV. Stu.
0: Stu was great. Stu, oh my god. Um, <laughs> my, favorite, my
2: favorite depressed man on TV. Mm-hmm.
0: And then after, after Arnold a lot. Most of the shows sort of became about kids, like uh,
1: or well, kids or and a then lot of them. At a least. lot of wacky stuff because they had Angry Beavers, which was around the same time. Yeah, was angry, had, I
0: loved Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers
1: was weird. It was it was great. Cat Dog. I never really liked Cat Dog, but people, yeah, Cat Dog was fun. yeah. It was around the same time.
0: Around though. the same time. Cat Dog has like a stacked voice cast, like Tom Kenny and Maria Bamford. Mm-hmm. Like it's But um, Hey
1: Arnold had that kind of Pete and Pete appeal just in the oh, form totally. of a cartoon.
0: Ed yeah.
2: and Eddie, was that, that, was Cartoon, Network. that was
0: Cartoon Network? That was Cartoon Network. Yeah. yeah. That was Cartoon
2: Network with. Uh, guys. I don't
0: know. That was like the second wave of Cartoon Network shows. Yeah. Okay. Um I really love 90s animation. So oh, I yeah. could just I could just do history lessons for oh, like yeah. two hours. Yeah. Um so uh I haven't seen an episode of Hey Arnold in probably <gasps> probably all 15 on years. Hulu. i probably really? haven't seen yeah. one longer well, than that.
1: Okay. Here's the thing about Hulu. Hulu will. Hulu has all of the episodes, but it takes random episodes from the end of season one and the beginning of season two and reorganizes them so that they're in the middle of seasons three and four, which Ugh. really throws off the overall narrative of the show, specifically yeah. the evolution of the friendship
0: between Arnold and Helga. Sure.
1: Um, do, you, do you guys, like, are you familiar enough with the show? Like,
0: you know oh, the yeah. whole thing oh, about yeah. Arnold and Helga? Okay. Yeah. So, so for, for our listeners that might not be, why don't you uh, fill us in?
1: So, Helga is is kind of, I want to say anti-hero, but she is kind of one of the main characters of the show. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I I wouldn't... I I wouldn't say she's... I think anti-hero is appropriate. Yeah. Not antagonist.
2: I'm, yeah... I mean, she starts as an antagonist for sure.
1: Definitely, she is almost.
2: But I would still consider her a-
0: in the first and second season. Oh sure. yeah, but
2: I still would have considered her one of the leads of
1: the show, Absolutely. not just like the villain of the show. Oh
0: yeah, like she's she's always felt like she was the third lead after Arnold and Gerald. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. Um, she is. She's kind of a bully, but she secretly loves Arnold so much. Like she loves him with a passion. She feels. Books of poetry all about Arnold. She has a shrine to him, this iconic shrine in her closet. I think there's an episode, uh I think it was Arnold's hat, where she sculpted his face out of his old chewing gum. I was going to
0: say, I remember there being
1: danced something really around gross. Her room with it and then lo- made out with it and was, oh, yeah, it was gross. But I was just like, I, I don't know. And especially as a child, because I had a very obsessive nature as well, I just immediately identified with that. And I was like, girl, I
0: get this. I get you. The thing of like every crush you have just Mm -hmm. becomes the most important person in the world.
1: Yes. And so to his face, she is awful. She bullies him. She's she's just like, move it, football head. You know, like um, she is so mean to him and his friends. But then there will be random episodes like Arnold's Christmas where she does this insanely selfless thing and gives up her boots that her mother waited in line for like 30 hours to get her for Christmas so that um a man will do an all-night search to find the daughter of one of the boarders in Arnold's house because it was very important to Arnold to find that daughter oh wow yeah also that episode brought up Vietnam which was <laughs> like who? Sure. what show was doing that like they they go to Vietnam and they show uh, Mr. Nguyen giving up his daughter to a helicopter, like I Miss that. Saigon style.
2: Yeah. Like and I, he's- I was the one child in my middle school that did my middle school report on the Vietnam War, and uh-huh. then they like wanted to know if I was okay. And I was like, no, I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I was like the only 11-year-old obsessed with the Vietnam War yeah. for some reason.
1: Continue. I didn't know Damn. what the Vietnam War was when I saw that, but I definitely asked my mom, and she was just like, well, okay, we can talk about Vietnam. Like,
0: Here's a copy of Watchmen that has all the answers.
1: <laughs> um, the things they carried. I, I wish better. my mom had handed me a copy of Watchmen.
0: God, that would have been... That w- that definitely would have been one of those things where if I got a hold of Watchmen too early, it would have mm-hmm. been like, it would have been game over. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. I digress. Uh. We were talking about Arnold Helga. Okay. Helga. Yeah. So um. So they have a very um antagonistic or uh, like a nemesis kind of relationship sure. toward each
0: other. Um. But, but like it's it's very much in that way that mm-hmm. like, when boys have crushes on girls, like the, the way they express of, yeah. that. Yeah. Exact, exactly. Exactly. Like, which is like really cool. To have done, um, yeah, to just have like switched up pretty standard mm-hmm. gender role, or not standard, but like accepted gender role.
1: Oh, Helga's a great stereotype. character for those because she presents as so feminine. Like her 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 show outfit is a pink dress and a pink bow. Yeah, um, and then there's a running gag, especially in the first season, about how um, not traditionally feminine or traditionally pretty she is. Sure, um, Helga's makeover. When she wants to go to Rhonda's slumber party with all the girls, and they're like, "No, Helga, you can't come because you're not a girl." Um,
0: I one think of my I remember that one.
1: Oh, it's so good. One of my favorite scenes is when she decides she's going to bust up Rhonda's party, and she buys a copy of this magazine called Preteen Miss. <laughs> and then Gerald's mom is working at the counter, and she and the, the magazine isn't ringing up, and Helga's already embarrassed that she's buying this magazine in the first place. And then Gerald's mom is like, "Yo, like." how much is this copy of Pre-Teen Miss? It's the issue on how to make ugly girls pretty. Like, that is some deep stuff. Yeah. Like, for a children's cartoon. Because it's just, Helga had this crazy awareness of her own, quote-unquote, unattractiveness that's kind of sad. Yeah. But also kind of empowering in how she owns it. And especially oh, totally. by the end of the episode where they're just like, it doesn't matter, you know. And, and I think having it, I can't remember,
0: was it set in New York or a New York style city? A New city? York
1: style show but that was heavily inspired by Seattle. The show is actually called Hillwood. Oh, okay. Uh, not show. The, the city is the actually city. called Hillwood. But oh, okay. they don't really mention it the so much in the show.
2: Only One of the only things I remember about Hey Arnold is that when I moved, when I did finally move to New York and I mean I'm from the suburbs where mm-hmm. every school is named after a fucking I mean I'm from New England everything mm-hmm. is named after someone from the revolutionary war. Um so every school is named after that but when I moved to New York and all the schools were named PS because of Hey Arnold I was like I know what that means. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: I had never heard that until Hey Arnold cuz oh, uh, I Well I
2: mean I had never yeah. heard it until Hey Arnold either but I'm saying this is years later when I moved to New York that was my first encounter of it mm-hmm. other than like oh that was that wasn't just a thing on Hey Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> Schools aren't all just named after weird revolutionary war heroes. Yeah. Thanks, Connecticut. <laughs> what up? Like.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, I, we, I keep getting off topic. I, so it's so it's easy how they, the moved the,
2: they moved to the episodes and it ruins yeah. the arc between him and Helga. Yeah,
1: because there, there will be uh, – by the second season, the end of the second season, you can see Arnold really warming up to Helga. There are even some episodes where they kind of hint at how awful Helga's home life is. Yeah. Sure. And Arnold is aware of it. um, But then they'll take these earlier episodes and just throw them in there when she is just so nasty and so awful to him for no reason. Like my least favorite episode um, is a Helga Arnold centric episode called Biosquare where they're trapped in a greenhouse for 24 hours together. I think I remember that one. She is so awful in that episode. Like I can't. I can't. And there's supposed to be this emotional payoff at the end where they flood the greenhouse and swim out together. And then they realize, wow, it's not so bad after all. But I thought, I was just like, this is so unrealistic. Like, after behaving the way she did for 24 hours, mm-hmm. I would... Yeah. I Coming together would be the last thing on my mind. Yeah. Um, but they do... Um, and I, f- I don't know, Hulu will take stuff like that and just put it later where it doesn't really so, make any sense. point
2: is, if you're going to watch it on Hulu, maybe look up an episode list. Yeah, or
0: yeah. get it on yeah. DVD. That. Yeah. yeah. The DVD set has the episodes in the correct order. Yeah. And th- that happens with a lot of, uh, older shows. They'll just get put up in production order. That,
2: I don't think that's, not, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a thing they do on Hulu specifically with cartoons. It's not an, it's not a Nickelodeon one, but Steven Universe is out of order as well.
1: Yeah, really? I you saying that, Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when I have to check out Steven Universe. Oh, like,
2: me and someone else are going to do an episode on that for sure. I'm, oh, sur- yeah.
0: I'm surprised we haven't yet. Uh, We're going to do
2: Star vs. the Force of Evil with someone too. Ooh.
0: Cool. I, I just like how Steven Universe has become like far and away the gayest show on TV, and is like so cool about it. Oh
2: yeah, there is there is that, but I mean not to sidetrack, but little bit because it does tie I think that without Hey Arnold you don't end up with things like Steven Universe because I think one of the the greatest things about Steven Universe even is like episode one is Steven is upset because his favorite ice cream uh his favorite ice cream is being discontinued Uh, Steven Universe season five episode one is Steven is put on trial for his mother's war crimes Mm -hmm. like and you don't get a
1: show that does that without Hey Arnold first yeah yeah I feel like that was Hey Arnold's strength and I kind of feel like that Ma- that handling of mature themes, like that, was kind of what contributed to its its quote unquote downfall. Sure, not necessarily a downfall, but in Nick letting the show die down. Yeah. Um, well, it's it was the most
0: grounded of all of those shows. So grounded by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Like like Rocco was very surreal. Uh, Ren and Stimpy was was very like gross and dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they were all these very like heightened worlds. Whereas Arnold was just like. Yeah, it was just Seattle, just, mm-hmm. like, actual kids it, in an actual town.
2: It was actually kids in an actual town, but I think a thing that struck me as, and, I mean, this is the thing that, looking back on it as an adult, I can mm-hmm. say, like, as as a, I mean, I grew up a white kid in a suburb, suburb in Connecticut, and that's a very privileged place to be watching this from, you know, mm-hmm. and. I remember watching it and, like, being very struck by, I feel like a lot of kids' stuff is always very aspirational. But I remember watching it and, like, having the aware, like, not knowing what that awareness was, but having the awareness that, like, these kids were poor. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that and like, having quite... that awareness because no other show was that. Every other show was is always, um, kids and teen media is always always aspirational. You're always
1: watching rich kids do yeah. stuff. Yep. Like, the, like,
0: you'd never worry if the kids on Rocket Power could make rent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was actually like one of the things I wrote down in my note. My notes are so scattered. I was like, things that I want to talk about having mm-hmm. to do with Hey Arnold. Um, was the the fact that poverty is so featured on the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sid. Which uh, one? Which one is? Which one oh, is? Sid is the one. Uh, put to him on your yeah. shirt. From kid generation to kid generation. Oh right. Gerald's the, like, the keeper of the, all the. T- he's like the the long nose, hot dog nose. Kid. The hype he, man. He's, he's right there in the middle. Yeah, right? he's right here in the middle of the shirt. Oh um, sure sure sure. Uh, and he he whenever you see the inside of his oh there's a whole episode where he tries to get Arnold to no he does convince Arnold to let him use Arnold's room to try to convince a more uh a, a richer kid that he is cool and that he has money and status
0: oh and I remember that
1: that was pretty deep there was God, um, that's
0: bleak that's like a moral yeah, oral episode yeah
1: and then their Stinky lives in a shack with his country family. Stinky is the one who talks like this. Sure, this really bats. You know, um, sorry, I love these characters so much. What
0: was the name of the uh, the the Wheezy kid? The, like, oh,
1: Brainy. Uh, Brainy was actually voiced by Craig Bartlett. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, fun fact. And then Helga would always like yep. hit him in the face. Oh, I hope we get a good Brainy moment in the Jungle movie. Coming sure, up. we will. Because uh. Craig said that in the original draft, he would get his his moment. But I hope they keep that for the movie. We can talk about that later. Um, my favorite episode that featured poverty, and probably poverty in its just most extreme form on the show, was when they introduced the character of Lila. Okay. So Lila is the girl with the the braids that becomes Arnold's um, object of affection in the second half of the show. Um, and she is, I think, Little Miss Perfect is the name of the episode where we first see her. And she is very polite. She's always very well-dressed. Um so nice and all the kids gang up on her because of how nice she is specifically the girls because that was another thing get oh, it addresses girl on girl hate mm-hmm. and jealousy like boom the show man it tackled <laughs> it all
2: yeah, girls are way meaner to other girls than they are to... I, we were choreographing a fight the other day for a show I'm working on, and somebody said, they were like, yo, girls, we were doing the fight, and somebody was like, oh, girl fight. And, and she goes, nah, man, girls are vicious. Men fight until someone's on the ground. Women
1: fight till someone loses an eye. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like a lot of times, the fight isn't over when it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: and the only thing that really ends this fight, and it was so genius how they did it, was all the girls go to Lila's house because they're gonna start some some trouble, and they look in the window and they see her dad. They're wearing bathrobes. And it's, they don't really have any other clothes besides the clothes they wear for their show clothes and then their robes. Their house is in tatters and her dad is in tears because he needs a job and he doesn't have a job and he didn't get the job that he went and interviewed for and they have no money. And Lila's crying and this is, you see this beacon of light. Like Lila is a ray of sunshine. A Mm -hmm. lot of people hate Lila. Lila's actually one of my favorite characters. Um... But you just see her complete, almost completely broken. Mm-hmm. But then you, when right. you see her again at school, like she she just goes to school and she puts on this happy face and she does her work and she is, mm-hmm. I mean, she is Little Miss Perfect despite her home life being in mm-hmm. shambles. And then her dad gets a job at the end. I yeah. Mean, it, yeah. And I mean, sure. I think
2: that's actually also very accurate to, you know, if you, if you talk to someone who didn't grow up with privilege, you know, they'll tell you like, you, you always have to be the best behaved in the room. You always have to be the most polite because, mm-hmm. you know, one, on the one hand, you don't want anybody knowing that there's trouble because they can take advantage of it. And on the other hand, if they know there's trouble, you are now suddenly representing your whole group of people. You have to show that you are you deserve to be there. Yeah. You know, it's that thing of like you have to be the most polite person in the room to show that you deserve to be there despite your circumstance.
0: Absolutely.
2: And it's a thing you
1: don't see in kids' shows so yeah. much. That... God,
0: I didn't, I didn't catch any of this at all when I was, oh yeah, when I was the kid. Yeah. Jesus. I
1: cried. Um, yeah, I mean, but the, the show doesn't shy away from those ugly things. Like I have a, oh my God, do you guys remember the episode Pigeon Man?
0: I, I was about to bring up Pigeon Man for the like sort of magical realism of the show.
1: Oh my gosh, um, that when the whole thing about how pigeon man is just this outcast of society and he really drives it home when he literally says what what is it i have the quote written down here oh he's like it's hard for me to trust people it's people i don't understand some people are meant to be with people and others like me are just different and that's and then he like flies off into the sunset with all these birds um But, like, and especially Vincent, oh, what's his last name? He's dead. May he rest in peace. Um, Vincent Price? Not Vincent Price. Vincent, hold
0: on. Gallo. D'Onofrio. Pigeon Man. Vincent D'Onofrio. Van Gogh. Vincent
2: D'Onofrio is not dead. He's still, you know, out there in the world tackling people off the horses. Stephen
1: a new voice of Pigeon Man. Oh, you,
0: you know what? Fuck it. The, uh, the, uh. Thing I'm into this week is the scene in the Magnificent Seven remake where Vincent D'Onofrio tackles a dude off a horse. Yes. Oh my
1: gosh. All right. That was a while ago. <laughs> Vincent Schiavelli. He okay. was and remember him in Ghost, the movie Ghost, when he teaches Patrick Swayze how to kick a can. Okay. Ghost. Yeah. It's that guy. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um he was a big character actor back in the day. Yep. Sure. Um uh he Yeah, this is yeah, an show. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is on the hand hey old wiki. Um, it's this guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy rules. Yeah, he. Yeah, I. I'm so sad. The guy who's doing. So was he boys, Pigeon Man? He was Pigeon yeah, Man. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. What were What were you gonna say about? Uh,
0: well, I was gonna say that, like, for uh, as grounded a show as it was, there were still these kind of like magical realism moments. Oh yeah. That like added a a fun extra layer to it. And and mm-hmm. but like they felt they worked because they all felt like kid myths mm-hmm. you know like like when pigeon man does actually fly away oh yeah or that thing with the uh the ghost train mm-hmm. or uh like when stoop kid actually does go around the world yep. like it, it all feels like that's the crazy story that you hear from your friend who mm-hmm. heard it from their older brother or something Gerald, like that exactly it's
1: the keeper of the tales exactly
0: um. and and to have like in, in what is a grounded and kind of sad show sometimes to mm-hmm. actually have like, oh, no, sometimes that stuff does happen. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, it adds a, a really cool balance to it that I think yeah. a lot of shows couldn't pull off.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people really latched onto to the, the sad part of that show. And like, because Pigeon Man, he was, I mean, he was depressed. I mean, sure. He, that that was, a, it was a unique way to deal with depression in a kid's show and alienation. Um, and some people someone came up with this weird theory that what had actually happened, and this has since been debunked. I want to start off by that yeah. by saying that. Um,
0: fan theories are generally bullshit. Oh,
1: yeah. And this one was particularly like, like, hey, Arnold can go to dark places, but this guy took it really, really far. And he said that Pigeon Man was in an episode about Arnold witnessing a suicide. and because he he was nine years old and he couldn't quite deal with it. He imagined Pigeon Man flying into the air, being carried off by these pigeons. Yep. So for the Jungle Movie uh, sneak peek clip, mm-hmm. they made sure that they showed Pigeon Man in France. And they'd already written about it in the comics, but nobody... I mean, you can't expect the comics to reach as wide of an audience.
0: Comics yeah. aren't canon, because comics are dumb.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I was so happy to see Pigeon Man again, smiling in Paris. I was oh, I was so happy.
0: With his birds that are probably fucking up the local ecosystem. Oh, it's... Yeah. But you know. So
2: we've mentioned it a lot and we can circle back around yeah. but for everybody who doesn't know what the Jungle movie is
0: oh yeah
1: oh yeah so the Jungle movie
2: okay so we should just
0: assume that everyone's as into to Hay be Arnold clear as you are.
2: actually of all the ones of all the cartoons that came mm-hmm. out actually somehow Wild Thornberries I saw a lot of and that was my jam <laughs>
0: didn't, they, didn't really? they get two movies out of the Wild Thornberries I think
2: they did I don't
1: know they got the theatrical
0: I don't one, and know how
2: one, I, I didn't see much of any of the other ones but I somehow saw a lot of I think whatever time it was on was a time that I was, like, at other people's houses a lot. like Yeah, that <laughs> makes, that makes I sense. I think that's what, like, it was just this perfect one that that's what was on.
0: Yeah. Because Thornberry's was post-Hey Arnold, too. Yeah, th- they it were, was, like, like, semi-concurrent.
1: I mean, yeah. they It got its start later than Hey Arnold. But they're going to be in the...
2: Isn't there, like, a bunch of crossover cameos? There is... Uh, I don't oh, know no. if this
1: is... Solidified yet Because I haven't found Any official sources On this big Nicktoon crossover movie Yeah I don't know oh, how yeah, That would thing. work Because the styles Are so different And it would that's just Be so I jarring that's what I I really hope Personally that's not true Okay Yeah um, That's not something I would be and I would be interested In seeing um, Continuations of, of series Like uh, in the form Of additional seasons Yeah but crossovers in general can get into some
0: really weird territory yeah. Yeah. and quality issues. Like, like we don't need to have a Nicktooniverse.
1: I, yeah, I don't need to see the, I don't need to see the Hey Arnold characters. Yeah. whose animation style is so completely different from like Rugrats or any everything else interacting with those characters. I mean, don't anyway. get me wrong. I so want, anyway. I want to see
0: <clears throat> Ren... Scream at the kids from Rocket Power. Yeah, because fuck the kids from Rocket Power. I loved that too. <laughs> oh, you you loved Rocket Power. I, did love I could not stand Rocket Power, but I think it's because my, my brother was really you know into me,
2: it. Think? So like, I was absolutely into a kid named Otto that just like hung out and surfed.
0: Yeah, or like the girl that just makes zines.
2: Yeah, like those
1: were definitely my people. But anyway, so the Jungle Movie. Oh, so for the okay for the Jungle Movie, it really makes sense. You kind of need to understand the the general production arc of Hey Arnold and its relationship to the fans, like the people who loved it. Mm-hmm. Sure. So when I first got into Hey Arnold, I I had watched the show from the beginning, but I first realized that I could connect with other fans um, around 2001, 2002. And I became really active on this message board that was eventually hosted at a place called GeraldField.com. Gerald Field is the name of a baseball field in the show. Okay. And it was run by this woman named Kim Burke. Um, And she had cultivated this... Community of Hey Arnold fans. And this was back in the internet when you could join a message board and really connect with people. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Brandon really,
2: has friends that yeah. are just people he's known from a message board since the seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could, you could. They like send you, each other
1: Christmas cards. You could Shout create, out to Chris,
0: uh, Kristen and Kai. Hey,
1: <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Um, you could create meaningful relationships with these people thousands of miles away from you over your common interests. And the Hey Arnold community, like, th- and this was back in, I was a child, but. And it was so great because I didn't really have many friends in real life. So it was perfect to be able to interact with these people who had created websites on. Remember GeoCities? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah there was we was a all guy, remember
2: GeoCities and Angel Fire.
1: Yeah. There was a guy, and his screen handle was Mega Wacky Max. And he had, so... I know, I know. But he had one of the best Hey Arnold fan sites. And he was always so into all of the discussions that were happening on the message board and we would just get and talk about Hey Arnold and how it applied to our own lives because a lot of us kind of really needed that show to be excited about, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we could bond with each other over, you know, our own lives. And I mean, I think several of them who a lot of them were West coasters and I think that eventually they did like become friends in real life or, um, or, yeah. So this show uh, was still in production. Hey Arnold was still in production when the message board was still happening. So I feel like we were kind of that first cluster of super fans that sure. really wanted to see Hey Arnold take the next step. So Craig Bartlett would actually join in with us on the message board oh, occasionally. Wow. Yeah, he's very involved with the fans. I gotta say, and, and he legitimately enjoys it. He loves communicating with the fans. Sure. Um, so he became friends with Kim Burke, and she would bring him in for chats periodically and he began hinting um at this this movie that where the kids go to the jungle and they'll find arnold's parents um so that began like his little hints here and there um and then he the show began to wind down and they and he talked a little bit more and more about this movie and he began actually i don't even know if he called it the jungle movie i think the fans were the one ones who coined the term the jungle movie sure so we were really excited. I mean, at this point, season four and season five, which really began to delve into like Helga's backstory and her psyche. Those mm-hmm. had started to happen. They started to deal with more mature themes.
2: The kids are eking towards teenagerhood. Yeah. How many, and
1: it's, they, how many seasons were there? There were five. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Arnold was getting this really cool arc With him and Lila, because Lila was just not interested in him that way. And Arnold was having to learn that just because you really go after. Of a girl doesn't mean you're going to get hurt that was a lesson yeah. that he was learning but like, he's a boy though
2: 13 yeah. or 14 when it ends or no I mean they're they still, don't like they're they s- don't age really but by the time the shows but over, emotionally like, they kind of do they're
1: fifth graders yeah by the time the last
0: episode was produced okay. um but that's the is, same age as the kids on south Park
2: yeah 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 but I'm saying like like they've been on for so long you can't not move them forward emotionally exactly. like they're very emotionally exactly. mature fifth graders by the,
1: by the end of as and that's another thing like I feel like that really spoke to to older viewers is that by the end of the fifth season they were acting I mean they were pretty much acting like teenagers especially Helga Yeah. because Francesca Marie Smith who's the voice of Helga at that point she'd grown up with the show but she was 16 yeah. by the time the show ended so her voice had greatly matured and that sure. lent more depth to Helga's already very deep character Um. so okay so uh, Jungle Movie so uh, <laughs>
0: I'm watching you like go into your <laughs> Sherlock mind palace <laughs> About Hey Arnold.
1: Oh, it's like, oh, in the depths, in the depths of my mind. Um, So <laughs> we we were really looking forward to this movie. But then the Recess movie happened, mm-hmm. right? Recess was a show that was airing on ABC's One Saturday Morning. One around the Saturday time. morning. One Saturday morning. Yeah, that was a morning. Disney one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was
0: like a scotch after my time like I saw a little bit of it yeah. but like see
2: I'm more likely to have seen things in high school because that's when it was more like oh I guess fine whatever I can't stop you so I've seen a lot of kids things around him when I was in high school
0: but
1: but yeah so the recess movie happened Nickelodeon had had already had some success with Rugrats theatrically Rugrats made so
0: much oh yeah I remember that being like a huge event when it happened
1: yep it was I remember going to see it on my birthday and my parents were like you're too old to go see this movie about babies and I was like I don't care I want to go see it um, oh, I,
0: I was, I was, I think, 15 when I saw the second yeah. Pokemon movie. So oh, yeah,
1: I, yeah. yeah. Um, so they wanted to recreate the financial success of of the Rugrats movies. Um, And then the Recess movie happened. And the Recess movie was like, I don't know if the Recess movie was also meant to be a television movie. And they just put it in theaters. Sure. But I do know that the the production costs of the Recess movie compared to the money that it made in theaters made it made it a very good move for sure. whoever did that. Um, Nickelodeon saw that, and then they were like, Hey, Craig, uh, I know that, you know, you know, us and Paramount and you and everyone involved with Hey, Arnold was working on this jungle movie, uh, but why don't we, you know, put that on the back burner and let's take this three-episode TV movie that you were planning on making and we'll put that in theaters instead. Okay. So, Yeah. So that's how Hey Arnold the movie happened, um, and this was such this was such a sour point with fans, particularly us on the message board, because at that point a lot of us were, you know, we were teenagers now, and or like me, I had just gotten into middle school, um, and like, ugh, like it was not meant to be a theatrical movie, and sure. we knew that going in, and we were just like, wait a minute, like this movie is about them saving the neighborhood, like. What? Yeah, there's, how is there's this a... going to translate to a theatrical yeah. presentation?
0: Some and sometimes you get lucky, like mm-hmm. when there have been a ton of movies that started off as direct to video, especially in animation. Mm-hmm. Start off as direct to video mm-hmm. or or for you know TV that were then turned into theatrical movies. And like one of those is Toy Story Two, which is like one of my absolute favorite movies. But then you also get stuff like this, where it's just like, oh, that didn't work out.
1: Yeah, it really... Well, the thing's like, it made more than its budget back. Oh, I mean, t- it, oh, it sure. made money, but it was not... It was critically panned because sure. it was supposed to be for TV. as three different episodes. Um, The animation wasn't theatrical quality because it, it had already been animated for TV. They yeah. had to take the episodes that already existed, were already pretty much done...
0: In 4 by 3 probably.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and make them... Into a format that would be acceptable to reel out to theaters. Did
0: you ever did you ever see the Crocodile Hunter movie? Mm-mm. That to me is the most like brazen example of just like fuck it, we're making a we're making it a movie yeah, uh, because there's footage of there there's like a story that happens about these mm-hmm. like. Australian bandits or something that are chasing the crocodile hunter and all of their stuff is shot cinematically it's it's in 16 by 9 but then whenever the crocodile hunter is on screen it's clearly just repurposed footage from the tv show because it's in four by Oh my god it's so it was so fuck like you know 11 year old me was furious yeah. about this
1: yeah I mean and it, it really stinks when you're a young person and you're aware that this thing that you love got kind of ripped off. Yeah, and we and I think Herb Scannell was still president of Nickelodeon or in in some position of power over Hey Arnold
0: at that time, sure.
1: and and the message board we would oh, you be mean like, Nick Cannon was never just in charge of <laughs> Nickelodeon.
0: No, um, he's and, too busy wilding out.
1: Yeah, and it was just a common thing on the message board to be like Herb, you know, <laughs> like, oh, so I it's mean, like when the
0: Conan fans turned against yeah. uh, Robert Greenblatt.
1: And so we knew that the six, su- we knew that. The Jungle movie really depended on the success of Hey, Arnold, the movie, which or Arnold saves the neighborhood, which which turned into Hey, Arnold, the movie. So, oh, my God. And Nickelodeon threw so much money into advertising for that. It created these awful uh, backyard recreations where live action kids tried to recreate these scenes from the movie. They spoiled the money scene from the movie uh, where Helga confesses to Arnold just how much she loves him and how much she's doing for him in secret Ugh. to save the neighborhood. They they put that in a commercial. Ugh. That was the film's big uh. selling point. Like it was where Helga uh, oh my god, just horrible decision. So um I remember I remember threads on the message board where we were like how many times did you go see the movie? How many times did you go see the movie? Um I myself My sister worked at Beachwood Cinemas in Athens, Georgia, and I could see movies for free anytime I wanted. But I made my mother drive me to Beachwood, and I paid money out of my allowance, I think eight times like, and I saved the ticket stubs for, like, the longest time because I was just, like, and they would... My my, my sister's friend, Charlie, would be like, just don't pay for this. Like, yeah. it doesn't... it's We already have it. We've already... It doesn't matter. And I'd be like, no, it does matter. Take my money. Because I wanted the film to do well oh, so yeah. bad. And that's that,
0: that's that, like, teen, like, early teen, late kid logic <sighs> of, like, I, it's my six dollars that yeah, are gonna put wanna, it over the top.
1: I want to make a difference, yeah. you know, yeah. like... And then... I, I would, I remember like, I would check the numbers. I'd be like, how much money is this movie making? And then it didn't do well. Like it just, it, or it didn't do well enough to warrant Nickelodeon putting any more effort into yeah. Hey Arnold, really. And at that point they were working on a couple of more episodes. And then I think that Craig Bartlett and the team decided to make the journal, which is the 30 minute episode. They're normally split into two 15 minute segments, sure. or 11 minute segments. Yeah. Um, So the journal was this 30 minute episode that set up the jungle movie and Arnold finds this journal that his parents who were um, explorers and scientists um, had left in the attic of the boarding house and he was, it had a map of San Lorenzo where his parents flew off when he was a baby and never came back from. And it, the series literally ends with Arnold saying, grandma, grandpa, I found a map and then cut to credits so and craig bartlett has been quoted i've on several interviews he's like this was my dare to nickelodeon where i was like you guys like tell me i can't do this movie now and then nickelodeon was like "Mm, yeah you can't do this movie movie." so but and but we had already known so much about it by what he had told us in chats and you know we were we were just oh god for the, the fans like in oh especially those that first chunk of super fans to watch the the first death of hey arnold Ugh. in real time was so emotionally devastating god. and we yeah. we launched petitions we, we we wrote letters to nickelodeon we were the first wave of letter writers mm-hmm. um you, you and all I'm,
0: sent in used chewing gum
1: oh my god i i mean i'm sure i am actually i would not be surprised if that happened yeah um but it just, it just didn't work. And oh, Craig had also been talking about this spinoff called The Patakis, which would have focused on Helga and her family. Mm-hmm. It never really got past the pitching stage, but um, it was too dark for Nickelodeon, and it, then MTV just wasn't interested. So sure. we had two things that Craig had told us about. We had The Patakis, and we had The Jungle Movie. Um, so that first group of super fans on Kim Burke's message board eventually petered out. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone moved on with their lives, and then it's just like when you're so invested in something like the fans were in that show, it's really hard to like get involved in the, the efforts to rev- because every time you, uh, there would always be some new kid coming into the board being like, I'm starting up a petition to get the jungle movie made. And it would just be like, kid, oh, honey. like honey, we've, we've, we we wrote letters. Like we marched, we, yeah. we, we, did, we did this and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, but I would still sign every petition that popped up and came across. And, like, there was a massive letter-writing campaign that I remember, like, taking part of again. But I never really got into the fandom like I was that first time. Oh, totally. Um, Just because it was kind of heartbreaking. I mean, oh, yeah. And I know that sounds really weird for me to say as a grown woman, but, like... But it happened at a time when you weren't a grown woman. Exactly. When it was, everything yeah. is
0: very emotional and very real at exactly. that age. Exactly. I mean, I, I, you know, I had the same reaction when all of the like Conan stuff was happening of oh. like, why are they destroying the thing I love? Oh, my god. Like, why, can't, why, why don't the people in charge realize how good this thing is? And
1: Leno was a villain. Ugh, yeah,
0: <laughs> and like, exactly. When
1: Leno in reality just yeah. like.
0: Doesn't give a But shit. again, right?
2: like yes, we were older when that happened, but yeah. it was a thing that was very formative for you at mm-hmm. a younger age, and oh, yeah. that's why you're so emotionally tied to. Oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: like just the other night, I, I oh, spent half an hour watching <laughs> old old Conan clips, starting with the uh, the Men Without Hats okay. conversation channel.
2: No, it's <laughs> not that you spent a half an hour watching old Conan clips. Quick side note, oh. it started with the Men in Hats conversation clip. It's channel it's that it then turned into a half an hour of watching the slip nuts which is just the same thing over and over again <laughs>
0: well, well see the, the thing you gotta know about the slip nuts is they're the slip nuts yeah. and they're slipping on nuts they're clowning around and they're slipping on nuts
2: half hour of basically the
0: same thing oh hey look he God. fell down i slipped on some nuts <laughs> Like if that's you've never their seen whole the gag.
2: That's their whole gag. Is that they're I'll the same thing every time. Yeah. So uh, you basically just spend a half an hour watching different iterations of the
1: same video. Yep.
0: Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll show you the slipnuts after we leave. If you've never seen the slipnuts, uh, look it up on YouTube. Slipnuts with a Z. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 it just it's poetry. Yeah. Um, it's fine. So you were saying?
1: Oh. um... <laughs> No. Well, so okay, there the, was a letter writing you didn't get into it as much. Yeah, I mean I would participate but like I mean fans continued to band together. And so then a bunch of fans came together on a Facebook group that is literally called I I shit you negatives. That's the first time I've sworn. I'm trying to cut down on my swearing. Um we're not. It's okay. <laughs> no, yeah. it's fine. It the group is Fuck literally that called poop Shit. Hey Arnold! exclamation point Save the Jungle movie two exclamation points one hundred thousand people two exclamation points that is the name of the group
0: wow it has, amazing
1: it the name of the group has since become a joke within the group i because like people are just like when are we gonna change the name and then the mods will be like we we can't it has too many members like you, yeah facebook won't let us um so this group and then there was there's a smaller one called um hey arnold Opruth, which is a nod to an episode where helga tries to sabotage um, Arnold's uh, obsession with the sixth grader named Ruth who was his first object of affection I think I remember that one in the earlier episodes yeah um, so it was a nod to that episode Um. and so these kids like and Craig Bartlett like had had a a pretty direct relationship with these groups of fans. Like there's this 40 minute documentary about the jungle movie on YouTube that this very dedicated fan made. And it's very into if you want to if you want to learn more about the jungle movie, which it's actually very interesting. I highly recommend just search jungle movie documentary on YouTube. You'll find it.
0: Jungle movie loose change.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so they... They kept going, and then they just got larger and larger numbers because Nickelodeon eventually launched um, Teen Nick, and they had to fill that that programming block, so they began re-airing episodes of Hey Arnold. Then Nickelodeon launched The Splat, Mm -hmm. which was this really, it was a really big push to reconnect with older audiences that... Data was showing we're still interested in cartoons, specifically the old Nicktoons. Um, and since older people are kind of the ones who still watch long form content, yeah. it makes sense to cater to them and to market to them. Mm-hmm. So that happened. Even more people and like younger people, like new kids would see the show, identify with it for the same reasons that we did back then. And then they would be like, wait, there was supposed to be this jungle movie? What happened? Oh, I want to see Arnold's parents. I want to see Arnold tell Helga that he likes her. Um, And so the movement just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then around, like, I think in late 2015, the Nick Splat Facebook page, the official one, responded to somebody's... Somebody posted and they were like, man, I wish that, you know, we could have some more like stuff like old Nicktoons or I wish we could revive old Nicktoons. Nick Splat's official account said, quote, how about a jungle movie? End quote. Oh, Oh, my God. I'm like crying. Like, (laughs) I'm like when I read that, like all everything that I had felt as this young person just came rushing back because I was like there isn't because knowing what I know about production now Mm -hmm because i'm in the industry there's no
2: if that would have been taken down and someone would have been fired if it wasn't real yes
1: (laughs) and i knew i knew immediately that i was just like oh my god this is happening and so sure i google i google i google and sure enough like craig bartlett had done some had hinted at it just a tiny bit um and then it was announced it was officially announced a few days later on variety on hollywood reporter mm-hmm. deadline like it was this big thing hey arnold's coming back and and craig bartlett and then oh even before that when i when even before those came out i saw on the nickelodeon job board that they were looking for a director mm-hmm. for the movie and i was just like oh! and part of me was so happy you were like, you were like what i was like part of me was so happy and part of me was just like wait wait craig's not directing this movie They're going to have some random new person who doesn't understand anything at all direct this movie. Sure enough, that didn't happen. A lot of the older team came back. And what's really cool is that the people working at Nickelodeon now are the people who really loved the shows as children that were inspired enough to go into animation and uh, like um, children's media production. Mm -hmm. So it's very much in safe hands. And... Oh, man. And Craig has been so great about, like, leaking the right things at the right time on his Instagram. Like, he'll leak, like, little, like, stills from the movie. Oh, I remember, like, watching the first clip of Helga when she's she's editing something together. Like, she's in a dark room. I swear to God, it was, like, seeing that Instagram post that Beyonce made when she was like, I'm pregnant with twins, you guys. Like, that's what I can compare it to for fans of Hey Arnold. Like, that's what it was for us. It was just like, oh, my gosh. Like... He's beyond seeing us. Like
0: Oh, I mean that was that was like, like when they when they announced the uh fish reunion. The only way they did it was if you went to their website, they just there was this time lapse video of a guy mm-hmm. unrolling like a big canvas and painting on it until he eventually painted the arena that the show was gonna be at, and then he painted, you know, fish. Mm-hmm. You know, three six seven eight oh nine. And oh, yeah. and like I I saw this video at her dorm room and I was bouncing up and down in my chair so hard. It made a noise she had never heard, and we were never able to replicate. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> I don't remember this. But I trust you. Yep. It's that so sounds funny. like you. But,
0: yeah. yeah so but,
2: so now it's happening. It's happening. they had a pretty good viral campaign. They had those things all over that we oh, took down amazing. for you. Yeah. That we keep fighting in bar bathrooms. Oh, I was,
0: yeah. I was kind of surprised. I didn't know uh, this entire crazy backstory about the Jungle movie. Uh-huh. When they announced, and there was this big push about it, I'm like, Hey Arnold's the one they chose to bring back first?
1: Hey Arnold has the most dedicated fan base. Yeah, it seems like it does. I think think the only fan base that is just as collected and organized might be for Invader Zim. But that's a completely different fandom. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Um, They, I mean, they cross over a little bit.
2: And and Invader Zim is still actually... Pretty active in comics and merchandising. Comics a yeah. I mean, way that hey, they're getting their movies too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Invader yeah, Zim's coming back as well. Like yeah. Joan and Vasquez and the team, they're all at oh, Nickelodeon yeah. working on yeah. it right now.
0: Well, I mean, we should probably talk about the, this whole wave of uh, Nicktoons movies that are happening over the next couple of years. Oh yeah. There's Arnold. There's the uh, Zim one.
1: Rocco's Modern Life is Ro- getting one. Rocco was. Those are the big three. That Rocco are getting was the my push. favorite
0: when when I was younger. Rocco, and, like, is
2: it a movie or is it a miniseries?
0: It's, they're all movies. They're all oh, like. Okay. I thought it was a hour-long movies. It's.
1: I can't say this for sure. The general vibe that I get from my friends that are working at Nickelodeon is that Nickelodeon is open to the idea of bringing back at least one of these as a series. A series, yeah. Um, They're going to see which one does the best. Um, Again, that's not official. That's purely speculation from my friends that work there. Um, But it makes a lot of sense. And so especially, what you're saying
0: is it, it's confirmed that, that, that a show is coming back.
1: I, I mean, they're definitely coming back as movies. <laughs> um, I, there's a very strong base of people that want a sixth season of Hey Arnold. Yeah. And the movie is designed to be a jumping off point if that's the direction that Nick decides to go. Sure. Um, but, and I mean, th- there's a lot that they could do with it. Because now the kids are going into sixth grade. They're teenagers. There's a lot that, that could happen. Yeah. Um, And, like,
0: it seems like with with the premise of that show... uh, modern, modernizing it And I'm saying that With like the biggest Air quotes mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like It would be that difficult.
1: Oh no I mean It was like, never Like it's not a particularly of it's time dated. No I mean There were there were, there were were cell phones In Hey Arnold They could say crap
0: Which I yeah. remember Feeling was like what? Oh yeah
1: Helga What is this crap You know Like yeah. when she Takes the love potion yeah, like, I
2: mean other than Some style things Which we have hipsters So those have come back It's mm-hmm. not particularly dated
1: Yeah That's so funny That you mention that Because Craig Bartlett Said that the, the beeper store you know Helga's dad sells beepers big yep. box yeah. beepers um he had mentioned that like in the beginning it, they're going to be going out of business because be- there's no need <laughs> for beepers anymore but then by the end of the movie hipsters have ironically embraced beepers again so like they're they're rich again um but yeah perfect oh so great and I'm just looking forward to all of these like questions being answered like the fans ship uh, Helga and Arnold so hard. I'm sure. They do. And here's the this is the funny thing about it. And I mean, I'm one of them. I'm just like, yeah, Helga and Arnold need to get together. But like,
0: I want to see these children <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, no, not at all. No, that's gross. But at least, I least like get on the same page as yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. I want to see you guys like come together and and, you know, but I think as fans, we really we take Helga's character specifically and I feel like we try to see a lot of stuff that's not there on paper it's there under the surface and we love that character so much that we can see it but there was nothing ever really concrete in the series that showed Arnold was ever going to return her affection sure he, there was a we there was an episode called married where he where they like had dreams they were married after um an origami uh marriage predictor game
0: mm-hmm.
1: said that they were going to be together like 98 times in a row
0: yeah. um, god that is such a kid thing
1: oh yeah yeah, and so they go to bed that night, and they have these dreams, and Helga's dream is, is amazing, where she's president, and Arnold's the first man, and she becomes a secret agent, and she saves him, and then Arnold's is a nightmare. Yeah. It is a nightmare, and it I'm just like, wow, he really doesn't th- – it's just so weird that the fans latched on to this relationship yeah. when there wasn't really anything in the show to really feed that fire –
2: I mean, well, But you're telling even, me that
0: fans are shipping a thing that doesn't make sense? Oh no well, no no. no. I'm I not mean saying
2: it does I, I it I, I think doesn't make sense is a stretch because I'm not saying Oh yeah. I mean I, I agree with you that there's not necessarily all that much textual evidence mm-hmm. of them being but there is certainly subtextual evidence of them there being a place where maybe he's not going to return her affection, but they're going to you know, she's going to get older and move on to someone else, and he's going to get older and realize she's not that bad. Like, there's definitely well, a Kurt place. Craig Bartlett
1: has confirmed that it's canon that they, they end up together. I mean, that's okay. fine,
2: but I'm saying even, <laughs> uh, spoilers. Even- But I'm saying even without that, without even if there was never going to be a jungle movie, there is a way that you can see, you know, the idea of them getting older and, like, maybe they don't end up together, but they become best friends. They find a place where they find the common ground. Oh, yeah. There's definitely plenty there for that without having to read too much into it. Yeah,
1: and there are moments in the show where they find common ground, too, but Helga is just so deeply rooted in this problem that she has, like this obsessive and aggressive problem Yeah, um, that she just, she always needs to to get out of it by being a bully The episode that I recommend like, if, you, if you haven't seen it is Helga on the couch where Helga goes to a child psychologist oh damn and they really get into why she is the way she is um and just oh my god there's so much I could go into in regards to Helga
0: um, Do it. that's what that's literally what you're here for <laughs> Helga's
1: just the best character I mean she's so complex and her, so she has an older sister named Olga, Olga Helga. I remember that. I remember Olga. I really related to that because my sister and I almost have the same name as well. And my parents were constantly calling me Jennifer. So my, my namey name is Jessica.
0: Oh, I thought um, your name was Jazz and she was Raz. No. <laughs>
1: um, I had to, and what I tell people is that. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at my namey name. <laughs> yeah. The one, the, my name, my, my Christian name that I don't use um, is Jessica. But. I changed it to jazz. What I tell people is that there were so many Jessica's in school and it's true. There were, but the reason that I really just nailed in jazz is my name was because I kept be, my parents kept calling me Jennifer like, and it was just so annoying. Um, So I, like I, when, as soon as I got the Elga Holga, Olga, Helga thing, I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like she, this is, Oh, I identify with this. And just, Helga had such a problematic relationship with her mom and her dad. Helga's mother is a brazen alcoholic on the show. Yeah. Like, a brazen alcoholic. Arnold at one point asks, hey, did your mom get her license back? You know, like, stuff like that. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yes. Um, she's always making smoothies and she asks for Tabasco sauce to put in the smoothies. Like, and she's, she, she wakes up behind the couch and hides Helga's lunch in the oven, and she doesn't even make Helga lunch half the time. She just puts, like, a can of shaving cream and salting crackers in a box and sends Helga off to school.
0: I mean, it does sound like Helga's mom knows how to party.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, party's too hard. But it's just, like, and her marriage is miserable. Like, they're... And and Helga's Helga was a late-in-life baby, too. Like, Bob is the only parent in the show that has gray hair. Oh, wow. So, and late-in-life children often have, like, anger issues and Mm -hmm. issues with depression. And, um... Oh, man. And she was and she was obviously, like, being compared to her sister all the time. Ugh. And Helga on the couch, her sister still lives at home. Her sister's much older than her. And Big Bob and Miriam Pataki are behind Olga on the piano, and they're just, like, congratulating her and egging her on as she's playing this concerto on the piano, right? Helga is three years old at that point, and she's like, I need to go to school. And nobody walks her to school. And so she leaves the house by herself with this lunch that I don't know how she acquired as a three-year-old with no no adult making it for her, walks through the rain as a child alone in the city to preschool. And that's where she meets Arnold for the first time is outside preschool when he holds an umbrella over her head after she's got mud on her from cars and she's wet and somebody took her lunch. And he he holds the thing, an umbrella over her head. He's like, I like your bow. I like your bow because it's pink like your pants. And so that's the first inkling of positive attention that anyone has ever given this kid so that's kind of where her obsession with Arnold comes from and then you see this the birth of mean Helga when Harold and the rest of the kids sorry I'm getting over sinus infection where they they see her making googly eyes at Arnold for the first time and they make fun of her for it and she decides you know what I'm just going to be this raging mean awful person and I'm just going to let everyone know that I'm in charge. And uh, it's just like the birth of Helga as we know her today, but it really gives you this insight mm-hmm. to why troubled kids act the way that they do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, Jesus. and I think
1: that episode was actually nominated for an Emmy, if I'm not mistaken. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it was great.
0: For I, I sure. love I love it when a when a cartoon does that episode, mm-hmm. the one where it's like, oh, this is really bleak, yeah, but explains so so much. Yeah.
1: It just And it just makes Helga such an identifiable character Because a lot of the kids Especially a lot of the fans I think a lot of in- fans are very intense fans of this show Because they just they need it Like yeah. they need something that, that, that speaks to them on a fantastical level And they just really see themselves in these characters Specifically Helga yeah. a, When you a- ask any fan Like who do you identify with the most Almost all of them will say Helga
0: <clears throat> Oh yeah But yeah it's, that's like on the on the Simpsons show like so many people that we've talked to I'd say the majority of the you know cuz we all they'll always ask which character do you relate to the most mm-hmm. it's almost always Lisa or Milhouse. Yeah. Like with a like alarming regularity. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: think it was nominated for an Emmy according to the Hey Arnold! wiki, but it was a half hour episode. Half hour episode.
0: That's crazy.
2: Because I feel like that would be listed it in was... the reception section, and it's not.
0: Oh. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> it was nominated for something. Um, I, I don't it did know.
2: say it says um, this. Uh, it's also gotten praise from internet critics such as mysterious McEnter. No, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, there's nothing under reception that specifically says it.
0: Huh. Hmm. Um. So I guess wrapping up. Yeah. Um. Is there? Are, are there any um uh, topics in Hey Arnold?dom <laughs> that we haven't covered that uh, that you would like to.
1: Um, they deal with aging pretty well, especially because with Grandpa and mm-hmm. Grandpa Phil and his wife Cookie, sure. Gertrude. Um, like there, uh, I I think that Hey Arnold was Hey Arnold was one of the only Nicktoons that like had episodes for like Veterans Day. Sure, uh, like. And it, it really devoted a lot of time, not only to the kids, but to the adult characters and their struggles as well. Yeah. And I remember watching the show and it made me really consider, you know, maybe troubles that my teachers and my parents might be going through. Sure. Hey Arnold was also one of the first cartoons to feature gay characters, maybe not necessarily out in the open. Sure. But Mr. Simmons and Eugene are gay characters. Like, I think even Craig Bartlett has said that. Um, I just, I mean, it was just, it was just such a progressive show yeah that just dealt with all this super deep stuff on levels that you can connect to not only as a child but as an adult who's grown up with the show and I mean I think we're very fortunate as fans to have a team that includes a creator like Craig Bartlett who is so down with being connected to the fans yeah like Craig Bartlett if I post about this on Instagram he I mean, in hashtag Hey Arnold, he'll probably go through it and like it because I think he just goes through the hashtag <laughs> and just finds cool Hey Arnold fans. Everything there's, helps. There's stuff. Like it. It's so when you have a supportive team like that behind something yeah. that you really love, like it just it makes being a fan that much better. Oh know. yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So
1: uh,
2: in in a little bit of wrap up for continuing stuff one. Do we have a release date on the Jungle movie? The
1: Jungle movie comes out Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Oh, so no. which soon. Yeah. So
2: in preparation for that other barring Someone having time to watch the whole season. I know we've mentioned a few episodes on here, but is oh. there one that you would tell somebody to
1: watch? Before the Jungle movie? Yeah, other um, than,
2: obviously, the final one. I and would
1: ab- this
0: is like a, a, a primer.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, like a primer. If there were, like, a, few, a couple episodes you had to pick for
1: someone to... Oh, wow, okay. I know we've mentioned some, but... I would, I would definitely watch the journal. I would watch Parents' Day, which really kind of... It gives you... Parents' Day was a... Third, second or third season episode where you first find out that Arnold's parents were like uh, missing. missing Sure. Um, it drives home the fact that he feels that's a problem because you don't really hear about his feelings towards his parents again until the journal the journal was the last episode they produced it it really centers around Arnold's parents it sets up the movie I would watch Hey Arnold the movie because that includes Helga's confession to Arnold um, and they're going to be talking about that in the Jungle movie oh Mm mm-hmm so I mean the jungle movie will probably set up
2: oh I mean I'm sure it's gonna do its own thing as a standalone I don't think but if somebody wanted a little bit more backstory before they went into it
1: I would watch I would watch Helga on the couch I would watch um I would watch I would I would go through I would go through the first season oh oh man just, I know that's what I'm saying like, I mean
2: obviously like it's all <laughs> out, it's all out there it's on Hulu Some there's plenty yeah. of time before Thanksgiving somebody could definitely feasibly watch them but if they wanted to like maybe just get a couple yeah. really good character studies definitely the parents day mentioned.
1: definitely the journal hey Arnold the movie the couch one probably held, yeah, on couch. held on the couch um I think and actually Arnold's Christmas I think you should they're not going to be talking about Arnold's Christmas in the movie I don't think because it was so long ago yeah but Arnold's Christmas is is one of the best episodes. So actually, okay. I do
2: want to bring us back for a minute before we wrap up, because we uh we kind of haven't talked at all about our third star here. We never really talked about
0: Gerald. <gasps> that is true. Oh,
1: Gerald! I feel so bad. I feel like he got gypped on these posters, too. Like
0: I didn't even catch there was a Gerald one. There were like twice as many Arnold and Helga ones he has, as there were for Gerald. He has Gerald. two
1: screen caps on his poster, and then Arnold and Helga get original artwork. And I'm just like, that is so not cool. Gerald is the coolest coolest like he is is the definition of cool um and also like to feed to feature an interracial friendship on the show and not only that gerald was basically the other main character yeah yeah and i remember at school like kids were like i want to be cool like gerald or like when when we were like oh man gerald's episodes are the best too. like Gerald has an episode where he he comes to live at the boarding house because he's he's like I'm sick of living with my family you know they don't they don't really appreciate me as the middle child so he literally moves out and into the boarding house and learns what it's like to be an adult he Damn. has this great episode called Gerald's Game where he gets sucked up in a Dungeons and Dragons like game perfect and that one is that one speaks a lot to the friendship between Arnold and Gerald okay. Ar- because he gets so wrapped up in this game that he starts ignoring Arnold and his other friends and his schoolwork and so Arnold learns the game to go into the game and rescue Gerald.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then Gerald's like, oh my gosh, like like he has to realize what's really important in life. And then Gerald is just such a true blue friend. And Arnold's Valentine, Helga's about to get caught. Um, she has pretended to be Arnold's pen pal so that she could go have a Valentine's Day dinner with him. Arnold is juggling that dinner with dinner with Ruth, the sixth grade girl we mentioned earlier. So he's doing that and then Gerald is sitting in between the dates like literally looking behind like telling Arnold which date he needs to be running back and forth to. And then he saves his butt at the end when the real pen pal comes to visit and Gerald says that he's Arnold so that Arnold doesn't get in trouble with his pen flip. Like their friendship is so pure and any episode that really deals with them – overcoming an obstacle in their friendship like there's an episode where they go work for mrs vitello in her flower shop Mm -hmm. and gerald is in control of the business and the marketing while she has a bad back and arnold is just you know watering the flowers and doing whatever and he resents that and it creates this big rift in their friendship that they then overcome by working together Mm -hmm. i mean it's and gerald's family is so cool like and the fact that gerald is the the keeper of all of these urban legends that are the center of so many episodes sure really kind of solidifies him as one of the rocks of the show Mm -hmm. like gerald is just such a down ass dude
0: (laughs) i i mean he is dtf he is down to friends.
1: i would love if i had a friend half as good as gerald i would just be like ugh, this is the life like this (laughs) this is what friendship is is supposed to be (sighs) um but yeah no gerald is is great and yeah, it's, I just as, I wanted us to get some Gerald episodes in there before absolutely, we left. So that's no, why I was and like, I feel, as a girl, like I'm always so quick to like jump. I feel like that's I mean, it's like stereotypical almost, but it's so true. Girls tend to really jump on Helga mm-hmm. and Arnold and they're sure. like, oh, we want to ship them so bad. But if you were talking to like if you were talking to anybody else, they would probably just spend hours
0: talking about Gerald. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. Yeah. um uh, cool well thank you so much for uh coming on yeah I, I i didn't know there was anyone that was this in depth on hey arnold oh like, i, I knew you for were into even it even longer like,
1: if you
2: wanted to but
0: no. I'm, I'm very impressed <laughs> um
2: we always we always know it's going to be serious when a guest shows up with notes
0: yeah you're oh, not yeah? the
2: first you're not the first one to do so
0: though <laughs> yeah. nor shall you be the last
2: oh my gosh but yeah i think i talked actually to- i think the first one to ever bring notes was lisa was she, yes. did, she did she the Mystery Science Theater one? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no. So if people wanted to find more uh, Jazz Sam's related content, where could they do that?
1: Oh, um, you can just go to my website. Uh, it's www.jazz-sams-sams.com. I also have an Instagram where I post a lot of stuff. It's at underscore sam's um and yeah you can probably find commercials and stuff that I've done um I'm getting more into voiceover and specifically vocal matching oh cool so yeah so anytime somebody needs a certain voice for their sketch or video that and they're like hey we want this voice actor for it or we want this celebrity for it they can't get them but they can get me and I can do really great impressions and you
2: have a pretty you have a pretty solid blog too which has a very nice name which i know they can get to through your website
1: smile big and pretty has been taken down oh no Mm -hmm. it's been i mean you can still go to www.smilebigandpretty.com and maybe i will resurrect some of the posts but i just with the internet climate being what it was sure it i just i felt safer taking a lot of it down um because i that's fair yeah
2: it was definitely, I, I really appreciated it, but it definitely was honest and strong yeah. and opinionated and, and it's just it's like, a lot of things that people don't want to yeah. deal with right now.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, yeah, I feel like there's this, we have, we live in a society of extremes. You're either on one extreme or you're on the other and there's yep. really no room to be that person in the middle, Yeah, you know?
2: By the way, yep. this shirt is my cat's now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: shirt is hers. Kima, Kima has taken up residence on the shirt because it's an item in the house. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's an item that is mine, so yeah. therefore she must clean yeah. it. as hers.
0: Yeah, and and especially since uh, we we sadly had to have the other cat put down a couple Aww. months ago. Oh yeah, since um, since, yeah, since we, we were last, in, our, down, in peace, we little sadly guy. Last, yeah. lost one of our cats. Um, so this this one has now just taken to like reclaiming everything in the house. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's like, my time has come. Yeah and she's
2: so <laughs> she's so tiny compared to your giant husky oh, she- cat.
1: Yeah, Taxi oh, yeah. Cat let's is massive.
0: A, let's take a second to talk about taxi.
1: <laughs> yeah, taxi? yeah. Can we also just talk about how we're all very into taxi? Oh, a Taxi, a Taxi I might just give him his own Instagram. Um
0: I'm surprised you don't have one for him yet.
2: Um She just has a lot of I would say I would say like seventy percent of your posts are just I'm
1: in love with a taxi cat. Oh yeah. Like that's yeah. it.
2: That's all the texts. Yes. Yeah. Because
1: he's so great. I have a mammoth cat child named Taxi and he's um he's he's, massive. He's massive. He's like
2: three times the size of yeah. He's like the size
1: he's of a cat. corgi. Yeah. Um, he's like three
2: times the size I mean, my cat is very tiny. Yeah. She's only nine pounds, but like
1: it's the banner picture on my Twitter, which is the same handle as my Instagram. You can see him. We're both lying on our backs, and he takes up more than half of my body. Um, yeah, he's enormous. Um, yeah, he's a yeah. very good cat. Oh, he's so good. Um, I get in trouble a lot because, like, as actors, we're supposed to really market ourselves on sure. our Instagram and feature our faces. And I feel guilty. Like, I know that I know that as women, we're not supposed to feel guilty about taking selfies all the time. But sometimes I feel dumb, and I do I'm just should. like, it's fine. yeah. And I fight that, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, why can't I just post tons of pictures of my cat and still get followers? He's very
2: good. He's a giant Siamese oh, he's cat. So he's he's a, so yeah. good.
1: But yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That. Thanks We're Yeah. All- thanks
1: for letting me talk about Hey Arnold. No yes. problem.
0: Um, so I can, I can be found across the internet at uh, Hell Yes Brandon. Um, my sketch team, I don't, we have a couple shows, but I don't think this will be up by the time those have happened. Well I'm sure there'll um, be new ones. Yeah. We're, I think they I,
2: can you can find them at the Pinup Squirrels and you can follow them for
0: um
2: uh for more info on there. Yeah, I think I think shows. we're starting a
0: run at, at Nerdist uh in like October mm-hmm. I think and we've got a Comedy Central Stage show September twelfth, I think, which I won't be at because uh we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. But um we'll be good anyway because it's just a best of but show. But I think nice. this is going
2: up after that
0: yeah i don't know when so this is gonna we'll go. Figure, we to figure that eventually. out time is a mystery <laughs> <laughs> um beth what about you
2: uh much like my name hasn't changed neither has my name on the internet uh huh? and i am still at girladactyl everywhere you want to go um again by the time this goes up i won't be working on a show anymore so i don't know what i'm doing with my life uh and you can follow me online to figure that out I do have a lot of photos of my cat, and I also don't apologize.
0: <laughs> my, you know, my my Instagram lately has just become like, I started drawing like a month ago, and it's mostly just become like weird cartoons I've been doing. I've
1: been seeing those; those are really cool.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just
2: gets high and draws weird weird shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> ba- basically, which like, it's how The Simpsons happened, so might as yeah. well. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah that that being said, um. We should take it out with a rendition of the uh, Hey Arnold theme song. Heck do- yeah. <laughs> that's Doug, you <laughs> do- dumbass. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here with that mess. You're mesh. a Brandon's a cartoon <laughs> troll. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ba, 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 I will ba, send da, da, ba, you, I'll send
1: you like five versions of the Hey Arnold theme song
0: Yeah, that no. are
1: not the Doug theme song.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay, fine. The, the Hey Arnold theme song, that's the one that goes, angry uh, beavers. A- <laughs> oh, right. It was a jazz. Yeah, it's very Jim good. Lang. It's Jim, very good. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I'm shocked the you're not actually doing it because it's actually a very good song. I have forgotten. And very up your alley. I've forgotten until just now that it's like this jazz. All
1: of the music on Hey Arnold is Jim Lang's jazz
0: music. It's so good. Oh, nice. Oh. Um so yeah with that, podcast over.
2: know? <laughs> such a weird
0: control. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's just telling me to stop this.